Hi. Always read the rules is my number one sweepstakes tip, and my guest will help you understand why. You are tuned in to With the Contest Queen, Where the Winning Begins, with myself, Carolyn Willman, and I have Veronica Ramirez, Esquire, or Curator (laughs) Counsel, as she's also known as, as my guest. And remember, all the additional resources we talk about on the show will be added to the show description. Thank you for being my guest today. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so glad that we connected. This is, you know, basically the magic of social media happening in real time. (laughs) Founder on TikTok. I love my TikTok. Now, let me read a let me read you her bio because this is quite impressive. And this is after I saw a bunch of your videos, I'm like, I have to have her on as a guest. (laughs) Well, Veronica Ramirez is a creator attorney. Now, this is important because we are entering so many social media sweepstakes. She works with the other side (laughs) and she's a small business owner and she's a reality competition show junkie, which ties into the sweepstaking because, you know, it's all competition because they win prizes. Mm-hmm. Combining her passions for law and entrepreneurship to empower talented creators. Oh yeah. Now she's she's close to us, or she was when she uh, went to school. After earning her law degree from Syracuse, Veronica worked for several uh, years as a commercial litigator representing small and large corporate clients. Time and time again, she witnessed the power and importance of having an attorney who just gets it in your corner. Yes, it's very important to hire the type of attorney. For the job you want. Don't go get your Uncle Fred, who, you know, wrote Grandma's Will, to do your contest rules. He doesn't know that law. Or the real estate lawyer. Or the, you know, there's different types. Eventually, she left the corporate world to start Curator Council, which I love this brand name. Thank you. (laughs) That's the marketer in me. Because she saw a Veronica-sized gap. Oh, my God, I love it. In the market, (laughs) countless creators now thrive through her signature suite of practical, dare I say, fun. And we love fun here. Legal services designed to give her clients a rock-solid foundation they need to dream bigger. And it's so important when small businesses want to run giveaways that they have their rules locked tight. So I always tell sweepstakers, my number one tip is always read the rules. But as a marketer, my number one tip is have your rules lock tight. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, when when you're going into something as, I think, lighthearted as a giveaway, a contest, as a creator, or even as a business, you know, there, there are... There are ground rules, right? There are always going to be ground rules about what it takes to be eligible, what it takes to, you know, have a valid submission and all of those things. But it's also worth noting that because there are ground rules, there's a contract. And because there's a contract, you have to make sure that that contract is clear. It's clear. It is concise. It's easy for people to spot and, and refer to. And it's easy for people to understand what it takes to participate meaningfully and also to just know like what what are they giving? What are they getting? What When is everything going to happen? All of those details need to be found somewhere and that has to happen in your terms and conditions. Yeah, I like it when they break out the really concise and clear short rules. Oh my God, yeah, me too. 
So you don't have to skim the whole crazy document because sometimes you miss stuff. And I know companies because I worked at um, an agency and they're notorious for re reusing rules. And then because they do the same contest every year. So why don't we just update the dates? And then sometimes they forget a bit because mm -hmm. <laughs> the rules can be long. <laughs> Oh yeah. And, and listen, I, I am no stranger to those uh, terms and conditions. They are sometimes a snooze, especially when you're thinking about um, what it is that you're looking for as a participant, right? As, as a person that wants to participate in these contests, you're just like, all I want to know is what does it take for me to, to win? Right? Like, how do I win? Right? Those are the, those are the Simple. meat, and the, the meat and potatoes. Right. But, you know, as a lawyer, um, there are other things that, of course, we have to kind of put in because somewhere in history or in time, there was some sort of dispute that because it wasn't there, now we got to put it in um, to protect our clients, to protect oh, the business yeah. and all that fun stuff. So that's why you see some things that you're like, like, I really didn't want to know about this as a participant. But as a lawyer, you're like, oh, thank God they have a limitation of liability clause or okay, thank God we know how the dispute's going to be resolved, that there is some sort of like dispute. Like what is the mechanism? When can they file a claim? All those things are things that are like, again, that kind of add to like the snore fest that is terms and conditions in uh, these contests. Yeah, sometimes um, people get upset with the rules or they don't understand them. And that's why it's important to learn uh, to know what you're looking for and I, that's why I said I really like the short rules because that pulls out the kind of the meat and potatoes. It makes it so easy. Now, the reason I met you is because we were on TikTok and social media giveaways have taken off. I I started, I remember when I just had Facebook and then I had Facebook and Twitter and then I had Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and then YouTube. I don't know. YouTube came in somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I don't even remember <laughs> that when, but there's not really many giveaways on YouTube compared to the other. Yeah. Um, channels i've seen mm -hmm. some but not to the volume right and now you know we had snapchat for a hot minute uh mm -hmm. for giveaways but i think companies didn't like it because the stuff disappeared whereas mm -hmm. companies like to track and keep things for analytics mm -hmm. <laughs> and they don't get them that way mm -hmm. uh but tiktok has uh had a lot of giveaways and so yeah. let's talk about social media giveaways because the reason i found you was because there was a large content creator that ran a giveaway that went sideways because she didn't have rules and she did everything wrong. And you would think a creator of that size would have had the sense to find somebody who knows how to run promotions or reach out or even post on her own TikTok and say, hey, I want to do a giveaway who do you know? She has a big enough following. I'm sure someone would have pointed you in, in or her in your your direction. You know, I, I I know that I'm not for everyone, right? So there's there's that, right? But I think that you know, as a creator, um, you know, it is worth investing in in legal, especially as you you grow and you you become you know somewhat of a of of a, a big platform, right? Like you you have a lot of leverage. There's a lot riding on you whenever it is that you put your stamp on something or put your name on something. Right. Um, so uh, it's unclear, you know, whether or not this person did or didn't have um, a lawyer, but what was apparent was that there, maybe there was either a miscommunication or 
maybe they were using past experience to just say, you know, it should be fine. I, I, it's kind of unclear. We don't know. I can only guess. Right. But yeah, it was really just disappointing because there was a couple of things that were wrong. Right. Cause with giveaways, you, what you don't want this to look like is almost like a lottery, right? Cause lotteries, private lotteries are illegal. <laughs> like you can't be doing them. Um, yeah. You, yeah. You need a license mm -hmm. uh, to run them. And as long as you have a license, from your state or province because uh, there's a lot of charities that run them and right. yeah, but they're approved because they've gotten the license and they have the legal paperwork and they do, you know, all their due diligence. Mm -hmm. So then it's okay, but Oh, she didn't do any of that either. <laughs> it doesn't look like it. I mean, we don't know, right. We can only guess. Right. And, and that, that's what it sounds like, or at least it's looking like, because shortly after, I guess this was um, revealed online um it, it was taken down like we we don't know what happened we don't even know what happened to the entrance and all that stuff but what we do know is that there was a donation um it was supposed to be a fundraiser and um as part of like your submission i guess you were expected to make a donation with the understanding that you may win uh, a bag uh while doing this and that is a lot of red flags yes all of the red flags that you you, you don't want to see in a contest um all of the things that could have been prevented had there been somebody who is familiar with um what it takes to run um something like a giveaway or a fundraiser of this size um but yeah the, and and somewhere what was also kind of interesting about this and i i caught this after the you know fundraiser was taken down was that there was no terms and conditions like we don't we don't even know when or how long anything was supposed to happen like there was just a exactly. lot of stuff like a lot of red flags um all around with that yeah because even when i as as a small business run a small giveaway on my instagram or something it's i have the simplest of rules absolute bare minimum but mm -hmm. you know who it's el who's eligible you know what you have to do to enter. It's usually like and comment on my posts. It's not really right. <laughs> you know, anything huge. Yeah. And um, like and comment. And then I tell you when it ends. And I tell you, you know, I how I'm going to contact you. And then mm -hmm. you have so much time to get back to me. Otherwise, I have to pick somebody else. Because yeah. I, when I didn't put that in, sometimes it took me like two weeks to get a hold of somebody. And that's not good for business. <laughs> yeah. And then... And then I just say it's not sponsored by, you know, Facebook or Instagram or whoever. And that's mm -hmm. it. And it's pretty clear. Mm -hmm. I cover my bases. But I'm also giving away small stuff. Right. When you're, you know, I, uh, my budget isn't big. So it's usually books or mm -hmm. sometimes swag, you know, mm -hmm. a t-shirt, you know, it's worth $20. Right. It's, it's, oh, it's not so critical. But when you're holding a mass, um, giveaway where you're giving mm -hmm. away thousands of dollars you yes. need those rules yes um, exactly what what are the biggest problems you see on social besides what we talked the red flags like no rules obviously that's got to be your first one right yeah i mean the first one of course is no rules like there's no clarity about you know eligibility when things are when submissions are going to be accepted when is you know the submission deadline when should you know participants expect to be contacted and you know 
what is being kind of given in exchange, right? Like what kind of, what, what does it take to, to participate, right? Um, in, in my world, right, uh, as, a, as a lawyer for creators, I, I'm looking at these contests a little bit differently um, mm -hmm. than, than you, because you are looking at this from a consumer's perspective of like, just anybody, like anybody who wants to participate. I am looking at this with a very specific lens. I'm looking at how it is that brands are bringing in contests to elicit content from content creators for free, right? There is a lot that is at stake that's a little bit unique to mm. people who are creators, right? Because when you're a creator and your business is to create content in exchange for money, maybe some product, maybe a discount code for your audience, there is a little bit that you're giving up, right? And what's interesting when you're analyzing or when I'm analyzing these contest rules where they're eliciting something like content in exchange or as a submission for consideration for this prize of either being in like some, you know, commercial, getting a bunch of, getting a year's worth of free product, et cetera. I'm, I'm looking at what kind of intellectual property rights are at stake here? What, like, what does it mean to, to submit the, this content that people work so hard to, to develop and produce, what are they giving away? And in most cases, mm -hmm. it, it's it's a lot. It's a lot than what you would traditionally bargain for in a brand deal context. Um, a lot of the terms and conditions in those cases are like, hey, you're giving us a perpetual license to use your content however we want, wherever we want, and we can give it to whom whomever we want. And that, you know, from my perspective, especially because I'm working with and representing creators, not brands, is a little concerning. But of course, I, I can understand why that language is built in there from the brand side, right? Because they want that flexibility. They want to be able to use it, especially if it's quality content, like they want to be able to, to repurpose it and redevelop it and all that stuff. So that that to me is always a very interesting thing to see, mm -hmm. at least in my uh, my niche. But of course, there are other things that you just kind of stumble upon, like or stumble across, like as you're kind of like looking at the rest, so you're just like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. Like a year's worth really means like X amount of product or, you know, like the, <laughs> the, the value of, of the product is is X. So you're like, oh, so it's really not as much as I thought it was. Mm -hmm. um, that that kind of stuff is very interesting because you also have to be mindful of the, the laws that apply. Right. Um, kind of making me segue into that state laws kind of have different requirements about the value of prizes and the and what needs to be put in place to, I guess, protect the, 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 the value of that. Um, in New York, if it's like, I think over like 50 grand, you have to have a bond, right? So that yeah. that's something that, you know, conveniently might be something we'll see, like the value of, of prizes may not be as high because they're probably worrying or avoiding you know additional like legal requirements that have to be met in uh, different jurisdictions yeah that's interesting um because when you were reminding me of that it struck me as we're kind of almost going backwards in the sweepstakes community because if you look at the history of sweepstakes, it was mm -hmm. actually contests in the forties, fifties, and sixties. What was big was contests. And so if you've seen the movie, the prize winner of defines Ohio or read the book, 
it was you were to you know finish this jingle in 25 words or less and the companies would then judge them and then award winners prizes of whatever it was and then they would turn around and use that as their next jingle or slogan or ad campaign so it got known as like cgm consumer generated media and it's kind of come back to that because then they're like, hey, enter to win a $25,000 check, take a picture with our product or a video and post it on social. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, absolutely. But it's it- come full circle. But now it's not come up with a jingle. It's now a picture or video mm-hmm. uh, for that. And I thought that's interesting that it's it's come full circle. But yeah, I've heard of those nightmare clauses Um Mm-hmm. where you know uh if you have a viral video of you know some cat or something there's certain websites that like to share a lot of viral videos and if they'll come to you and say hey can we use that video and if you sign the contract you've signed away all of your videos to them mm-hmm. not just that one that they liked yeah. so you have to also advocate for yourself first read the contract yourself as dry as it may be and second then turn around and have a lawyer read it because now you've marked out your concerns and you can say, Hey, here's this contract. Here's what I'm fuzzy on. Here's what I don't like. Here's what needs to change. Mm-hmm. And then you could have somebody look at it. Yeah. You can change contracts. People don't know that they think, Oh, well the company sent me this. I have to sign that. No, you don't. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I am the queen of uh, pushing back yeah. on these like artificial deadlines, <laughs> right? Queen to queen. I am the queen of pushing back those artificial deadlines that people set. Um, it, it's very interesting to kind of be looped in on a chain that says, hey, uh, sign this by end of day. And you just gave it to us like two o'clock that day. I, I'm, I'm not I'm not one to to uh, say, OK, well, I have to like drop everything in my life to make sure that this is signed by end of day. I'm like, yeah, thanks so much for this contract. We will get back to you with our changes like there is no there is no i i'm not indulging that and 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 nobody should right i i mean really nobody should and it's a red flag if it is you know if that's the case mm-hmm. in, in my in my view it it's a better sign when brands are just more receptive to okay yeah understood most people aren't represented so maybe they're not expecting a lot of pushback but if there is any pushback whether you want to make the change or you want to loop in an attorney to make the change and the brand is resistant as a creator, that's a red flag for, for a creator. That is a big red flag. If they're not, if the brand is not receptive to making those changes or is pretty like set on these are the, this is the contract, take it or leave it. Then maybe you got to reevaluate and, and decide whether or not that partnership is, is worth pursuing, especially if you can't, come in and negotiate a contract that's fair. Um, So yeah, that's my tip. Yeah, because some of my viewers, I mean, yeah, we're all contesters, but some are small business owners and some are creators like myself. And some, you know, might have a viral video because, you know, we all do crazy fun things. Right. Uh, So it's good to know these things to protect yourself, not just in the sweepstakes world. But um Do you have any tips on how 
like we've already talked about some of the red flags, like the obvious one, no rules. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a big one. Why? Um, <laughs> but are there any other things that you've seen that would be a red flag? Um, yeah. Because I think there's a, a line between people that are running a scam and small business owners that just don't have a clue as to what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, I think that for the most, I like to think, and maybe I'm an optimist, right. For, for saying this, or maybe I'm a little naive for saying this, but in my heart of hearts, I think that if people are running a, a giveaway, they, they have the best intentions, especially when I'm seeing this on, on the creator side, like, you know, maybe they're doing this as like a thank you um, to followers. So it's just like, because it's a thank you, like, they're kind of just like, what, what, what what's the worst that could happen which is like the worst thing those are the famous last words that you should be saying um oh. that you would be saying as a creator if you're doing that right <laughs> and running these contests right um but i think that it's really important for for participants for pe contesters sweepstakers um i know that you had there was a video that you had about like how different countries refer to themselves <laughs> that do this and stuff as a hobby um but whatever you call yourself, if you want to participate in this, I think it's helpful or very important to understand where the information is coming from, right? Yeah. If this is like a channel that, you know, you know, or it can trust that this is like the person, the creator themselves, like putting themselves out there, running the contest, all these things, you may even see it on other channels, like that contest being syndicated and on their other platforms, like that should suggest that this is like a legit thing that's happening on somebody's account, right? Um, a lot of problems can happen, especially the, the larger the creator is, and, or even brand, is that there are a lot of spam accounts that will kind of spawn as a result. Oh, they're so bad. Yeah. And, and that, you know, is a sign for, for people, for brands, for creators to put in that meat and potatoes you know, oh, description about that. Yeah. That this is how I'm going to reach you. This is the only way I'm going to reach you. Right. So make sure you have valid contact information, whatever that is, or that you make your profile available so that I can reach out to you. Cause maybe if you're on private, then you can't message people or whatever. But I think being very clear and deliberate about how it is that you're going to be reaching people is super important because there are so many of these spam accounts that oh, happen. horrible and they yeah. do try to message you like you'll find them in your hidden messages mm -hmm. and what i notice and this is a good tip for people to know the difference if you see a legitimate contest from a, a brand that you recognize or um or a curate a curate content creator that you know you're like oh i love their stuff because she's always doing recipes or whatever and she's holding a giveaway because some big food brand has reached out to her and they've partnered up. You see them and immediately all, almost the same brand, like they'll snag their picture and they'll make it, but with like a dot or a dash or mm -hmm. a double letter or something. And you think, oh, then they notify you that you've won. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, they want money. Mm -mm. That's a red flag. And it's, it's really insidious. Like I've noticed it literally, it must be bots that set up because I've noticed it when I enter literally seconds after I enter, boom, mm -hmm. I get a new follower from the spam account. Oh, yeah. It's like influx of just random 
you know, iterations of like the same account, like the same contest, like holder. And I mean, that's also why it's important to, to identify who it is that's hosting the giveaway so that you can, as a consumer, be able to say, okay, this is where, this is the person that's responsible for hosting this. I can look to their website for, to, to verify that this yeah. is happening, you know, on their, you know, platforms and stuff like that. If, there isn't even that, then it's it's even harder to discern and, and harder to confirm as a consumer about whether or not this is a legitimate thing. Um, I think that's also important to, to have. Yeah, you can kind of tell, you get good after a while, you'll click on it, I go to their main page, I see a blue check mark most of the time, they've taken the time to get those blue check marks, even if they haven't got it yet, if it's a big brand, they're gonna have lots of followers, and lots of posts and lots of engagement like and you you can start to tell and it will never be private um yeah i don't know what we can do for to stop sweepstakes scams because it feels like a whack-a-mole game and yeah. sometimes i've reported them and they're or even people that have like spoofed my accounts and they'll go and the whoever i report them to says oh that that account's fine I'm like how is this account fine they're not fine yeah it's it's super um disappointing right um you know as a as a consumer as a, a business owner and as somebody that's just trying to protect their name right from you know getting dragged through the mud by these like robots and scammers and and all that stuff it's like you're doing your best you're doing your due diligence and then you get these automated responses i you know I don't know what will change because I feel like this is a function of like automations that are happening. And a lot of these like social platforms, like they're not necessarily adding like that personal touch of like having somebody look at it. Cause I feel like in what world could you look at these like spam, like clearly like spam, like bought created accounts that are made just a day after this, uh, you know, contest was live. Like in what world can you say that that's like not a legitimate like how could you say that no, that's legitimate i i don't understand this is where we need people back and not ai <laughs> yeah i think that there's a lot of learning to be done um with that and i, I don't know how, what that will take because i'm not by any means a specialist in that way but it just seems like that's the biggest um hiccup with it it's just like this you know glitch okay so if we're we find a contest because i love doing the social media ones where you know, I just, I did one the other day, I was at my gym and uh, they were having their celebration of their 45th anniversary, 44th anniversary. Mm -hmm. So if you signed up for a class, you got an entry and it was a physical old fashioned, I filled out an entry blank and I put it in a box. Like, wow. <laughs> and then on the sign, it said, if you take a picture of yourself and put it on Instagram with tag us, of course, I took one, but I made sure no one was in the background because I don't want anybody's privacy at the gym. But mm -hmm. I was super sweaty after the hot yoga. I'm like, oh, this will be a good entry. <laughs> and I wanted it so you could tell I was at the gym, but no one in the background. So that was kind of a little yeah. random. But I did that and I thought, oh, that's fun. You know, plus it puts stuff on your page, which is good. I tell people to always have just a sweepstakes account. Like, because oh. people say, oh, I don't want... Um, all my family and friends to be seeing all these weird pictures, you know, the stuff you do to enter contests. Like, oh, here's my coffee because I'm entering the coffee contest or me sweaty at the gym because I entered the gym contest or whatever. 
I tell people set up an account just for entering the sweepstakes. That's smart. Well, that, that is so, so smart. So have your personal one where you put your kids and your family and you keep yeah. it private. And then have a public one with all your weird ass sweepstakes because <laughs> you don't care. Yeah. Now, yeah. sometimes you have to make sure you up your privacy settings because mine got um, hacked. I they, they This is important. You should always, I discovered this the hard way. Ooh. Just always check every time there's a program update like if they update the app or something to go back and check your security settings to make sure that they're still valid because sometimes they add in things and then toggles get switched. And um, some very not pleasant things were posting on my Facebook page. Oh no. Because the tagging had been changed when the security settings were updated, you know, cause they're always updating these programs, which is good because we mm -hmm. want them to stay current. Right. However, you should always keep once in a while, maybe once every few months, go back and check that all your settings are the same and they haven't been updated and accidentally toggled on or off. Oh, so I, I had to up the security. So you got to watch that. Ooh, yeah, that's a great, and that's a great password, I change your password. I change my password about once a month on some of the socials because mm -hmm. uh, I know so many people, but they duplicate accounts too. I don't know how to. So what should, if I'm going to enter on a sweepstakes, mm -hmm. um, if I'm submitting something, like if I'm submitting, you know, my little sweaty picture or whatever I'm doing. It, so I see a contest and I think, what should I be looking for? That's not in the normal, would be in the normal rules where I'm just filling out name, address, phone number kind of thing. What, yeah. what are the things? Yeah. A lot. I, your pens and pencils ready, your pen and paper ready, people. Yeah. I think, I think there's a, a few things, right? Especially when you're submitting something like your likeness, right? You're, you're submitting mm -hmm. content, you know, that is the perfect opportunity to look at rights and usage, intellectual property rights, whatever the label is, right? Our rights in your mm -hmm. content, um, by, by submitting your content, you hereby give, you know, contest holder X license and, and all these things. You need to analyze that language and feel like, okay, am I comfortable with that? that at, at this point, you know, when you're in a contest setting, it's, you know, you don't really have a ton of leverage, right? To, to kind of come in and say, I object, right? And I'm going to change this contract, this contract, and and all this stuff. You you just can't. It's just the, the terms yeah. are what the terms are. So by doing and participating and submitting, you know, the submissions that are compliant with their rules, you you're you're basically saying I agree to the licensing language or the intellectual property mm -hmm. language that's involved. Now, there's a couple of variations that you'll see in, in the terms and conditions of these contest rules. You may see something like the you give you hereby give all rights title and interest in the submission right and you give all you know basically this very flexible license in being able to use your likeness um and that you basically are waiving any claims um to you know against the brand or the contest holder whoever that is um for their use right whatever use they make like you are not going to be able to, to file a claim against them um, for that because of the the language that's contained in these like terms and conditions. So there's you know something like you hereby give all the rights, 
Um, you maybe aren't giving them right, settle and interest, but you may be giving them a license, but that license is very broad in scope and also gives the brand the ability to sub-license, which means you basically can, the brand can basically give another company rights to use your, your content, your, your likeness, um, however they see fit. Um, and, and those are basically the two, I think, most popular um, versions of that particular section. You know, with that, and I kind of insinuated this a little bit, is about, you know, claims, whether or not you're waiving or releasing um, the brand from any claims. And, and it's relevant because if you, let's say, are giving them a license and maybe they're in some way, maybe by the grace of God, they limited the, the way that they can use your content. It's important to see, well, what, what can I, you know, what rights do I have if I have a problem with how this has been handled, right? My, my, my image has been handled. Do I have to be mindful of where I can file a claim? Do I have to be my, mindful about when I can file a claim? Because even though there might be statutes of limitation that are, you know, relevant to where you live or where the content contest is situa situated, the contest terms and conditions can also modify that, right? They can mm -hmm. shorten your time significantly, right? They can say you have a year or you have a month, you know, it just depends on, on what the mm -hmm. terms say. But that's another thing to be mindful of um, as well, especially if you're thinking about, you know, what are you getting in exchange as a creator? Um, the other thing to, to also, you know, be mindful of, you know, when you are a creator and you're, you're deciding that maybe this is my, my big break. Maybe this is where I um, can make an impression uh, on the brand, right? Is, you know, also just be mindful about the, the exchange, right? Like, is, is this value? Like, is, is there value? Is there alignment? All these things. Um, if you look at these terms, right, knowing that the licensing language is very broad, knowing that you don't really have any like to stand on in a legal proceeding because they may, <laughs> gave, may they may release everything from, you know, release liability from any anything, any claims about right. this, then you have to make that call. You have to make that judgment call. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it period because maybe there is like something to be said about doing it and getting your name there out there but yeah i think that those are like the two biggest um, right provisions to think about that are like outside of like the traditional eligibility and deadlines and all that fun stuff well i think it is worth it because a lot of these ones there's something called barriers to entry and the more barriers to entry there are the less people are going to enter so if you have to jump through a lot of hoops to create a video less people are going to enter and you can win big. Like one of my sweepstakes friends last summer, there was a video contest on TikTok, and the prize was $10,000. Wow. And after our club meeting, she stayed on the video with me and we talked about it. I'm like, you have to enter. Nobody's going to be entering this. Like you have to enter. She hummed and she hot and she tried and she learned and she had to use the filter and she had to, she had the product and she had to show that she was fit. Like she became a fitness buff and it was a, Mm -hmm. fitness water so she tied right into the brand wow and so she did it and she did she took over and over again and she, she finally got it and she submitted it and she won 
Now, I don't, I didn't read the rules. I don't know if they used her likeness, but to her, it was absolutely worth her. <laughs> exactly. That chance because yeah. she got a big check. And I yeah. did one mm -hmm. uh, the first summer that I got on TikTok. Um, and I was playing around and I had a business account and I was entering some sweepstakes in my business account. And I discovered, uh, no, that's not going to work. So I made a personal account. And sure enough, I started winning that way. And I did a TikTok and I won $1,000 in gift cards. So I think it is worth to try and do the likeness ones. Mm -hmm. um, you have to be cognizant. You know, they're the ones that we both did are big corporations that are less likely to abuse the image power than, say, maybe a smaller business. Mm -hmm. and and we're you know, not maybe not <laughs> no no the, the thing is I, I was actually think i had a had a, a thought that was related to the small business thing and and that is is that you know there is a lot of um there's a bit of a knowledge gap you know with, with smaller uh -huh. businesses about like what what rights they they have to um to content that's you know referencing them tagging them or is like a you know result of something like a giveaway right because Sometimes they don't have rules, right? That say like what, what rights they do obtain, right? So then you default to like, what are the standard, what's the, you know, standard rules of operation here? Copyright law, right? Or do, did we get a, a, you know, some sort of licensing agreement? Did we get some sort of permission from this person to, to re, reshare all this stuff? Usually the answer is no, um, because there is that knowledge gap, right? So and not right. only in the contest context are we seeing, uh, like there's maybe a little bit of confusion around like what's you know out of bounds right because maybe they don't have those terms and conditions but also just in the day-to-day -day sharing of content and seeing customers you know interact with their product and service and seeing oh wow that's such a great photo like I'm gonna put it on my feed I'm gonna slap it on an ad and you know what? Like they, they should be so happy that they are Ooh, on our ads. I've seen that. I've seen videos like YouTube videos of how um, big brands had stolen small mm -hmm. creators work and either copied it and sold it in stores mm -hmm. or used their content like from Instagram, like in their ads. Oh yeah. And they just basically took it and they're like, yep, I had to get a lawyer involved and we had to go chasing them. Cause no, 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 mm -hmm. they can use my work if I get paid for it. Right. Right. right? And, yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's another thing that's like a very, like, it's like a distinguishing characteristic, I think with um, people who aren't um, making a living creating content and, and just, you know, a casual person that just wants to participate in like, win big and like, why not shoot my shot and, and make it happen? Um, they, they have other like means or, you know, other resources or other sources of income that it's, it's almost like, it's okay that they put my picture that I posted online on their social media. It doesn't affect them as much, but in the creator, you know, economy, it's like, that's money. That's, that's lost oh, money, yeah. you know? And, and because of that, there are other consequences that, that have, that they're, I think small businesses aren't really aware of, um, particularly when you have a creator that maybe let's just say, we'll talk about a restaurant because restaurants kind of do this a little bit. Um, you know, you have a co food content creator who's known for working with, you know, other restaurants on a paid basis, right? And part of that may require something like an exclusivity provision 
or something like a non-compete where they're prohibited from not only being paid to endorse these like, you know, other competitors, but also just being featured in ads, right? For a period of time while they're working with this competing brand. And lo and behold, this small business who was a named competitor comes out of the woodwork and starts using this creator's photo, image, and likeness while this other, you know, contract is happening. And now that puts a creator in a compromising position. And I don't think a lot of um, businesses like understand or appreciate that, unfortunately, just because for the most part, you know, again, their, their use may to them seem pretty nominal um, or kind of like inconsequential, but for the creator, it's like, this has a, this has a significant impact on my business. Like brands may not want to work with me or may not want to pay me um, because of something that's out of my control like somebody reposting my work in an ad without asking me. Yeah. Uh, It's nice when the, um, the ad is part of the prize. Uh, One of my fellow sweepers won um, a check and a trip Mm -hmm. to New York and the winning picture of their dog was uh, put in on a billboard in Times Square. Oh, wow. That is so So that's why they got the trip to New York so they could be in Times Square and they could see it. Yeah, that's just so cool. cool. So sometimes, yes. sometimes brands are clever mm-hmm. in their use of the advertisement because it was in Times Square. It was huge. Everyone yeah. saw it. Right. And he won the picture of the dog. So cute. Yes. Who doesn't love dogs? Yes. Um, and they used it as part of the promotion, mm-hmm. um, as part of the prize. And of course, Who's going to say no to a trip to New York to go see themselves? In Times right. <laughs> who, who, who? Like, it, who? And yeah. if not, like, you want to take me with you? Like, what? Yeah. I would, I would, of course, so, want to, you know, do know. something like that. So now we, we have some other types of legal questions that I'm sure you can answer. Um, okay. So let me just go through here. Um, first, someone, yeah, back to our Instagram. Always mm. double check the spelling and check with the accounts. I follow. So yes, always double check. Yes, definitely. Um, Good tip. Okay. I'll answer that one later. It's about a phone. Okay. Uh, well, actually I'll we'll do it now. Will sweepstakes companies leave you a voicemail message if you don't answer your phone when they call or choose a new winner? Ooh. It depends on the rules. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my daughter entered a radio contest and you text in and if you, they call you back and you pick up, you win. If she didn't pick up, she wouldn't have won that you, ha- she had to answer, but other ones, you know, I won tickets to things and we'll get a voicemail. Hey, it's so-and-so from such a, such a radio station. You won tickets to such and such. We'll send you an email and they leave you a voicemail. So it depends on the rules. <laughs> hmm. Yep. And it also depends on how clear those rules are, because, you know, that's the other thing that's tough is that sometimes it's like, yeah, we'll notify you by email. And like, that's all you see. And then you're like, okay, but what if you can't get me by email? Like, what's the other way? Like, is there an alternative way? No, sometimes there's not. Right. Sometimes the rules are just like, we email you, we'll email you like twice. And if you don't answer. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, here's an interesting one, Mm -hmm. because we have some sweepers that live far. Mm -hmm. One of my sweeping buddies lives in Alaska and so many sweepstakes exclude Alaska and Hawaii. Now Mm -hmm. I can understand it if 
you know, the contest is for kitchen appliances and shipping to Alaska and Hawaii is like crazy compared to the continental U.S. Yeah. Okay, I get that part. But if it's a check, do you know why some companies would ex still exclude Alaska and Hawaii? Because clearly shipping isn't an issue. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wish I could tell you. I, I'm not not sure. I, I'm licensed in New York, so it's like, you know, I kind of have like a you know, general sense of like how this works and all that. But I, I'm not sure if there's like maybe additional requirements that are unique to both those states, but maybe, That's maybe weird, it's almost right? like a, do you think it might be a function of that copy and paste mentality? Oh, I think that might be it. You know what? That might be it. Yeah. Cause you, because I get it. If it's something, if shipping is prohibitive mm -hmm. or even if it's a trip and the airfare is prohibitive, you know, you're doing going to Italy it's going to be far more expensive to fly somebody from Alaska or Hawaii mm -hmm. than say LA right. to Rome. Mm -hmm. I, I, so I get that part, but a yeah. check, I mean, that's still a postage stamp. Yes. <laughs> or even, you know, even tracked, it's still not that expensive. Yeah. I, I am not sure, but something tells me, especially because of our conversation, I think we had before we went live was just about how, and, and I think even during this conversation, it's kind of all a blur because I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, one of the things that we talked about maybe earlier, if you just start tuning in and all that fun stuff is that um, we talked about how some companies get into the habit, and it's not really the best habit, of um, copying and pasting terms and conditions from prior um, giveaways or sweepstakes. And it just becomes this like cycle of like, okay, we're just going to reuse it. We're just going to copy paste, make the little changes, and then it's all good. And that doesn't work all the time. And this might be one of those things where that's, that's probably what happened. That's probably what happens. Yeah. Cause they, you know, rules are, you know, depending on the company and their budget rules can be expensive. Um, but to copy paste, uh, can, yeah, you know, I'm thinking that might be it. Okay. Yeah. So here's, um, this is a comment. I try and read the rules every time, but sometimes, oops, I know it'll bite me eventually. Yeah, if you skim the rules. Now, Veronica doesn't know this story. I know you need to read the rules because one time I skimmed the rules and I missed the clause that said, you know, to win the grand prize, you have to sue and wrestle somebody. So I won the prize of the silver grandstand passes for the race because my, I call him my husband. He loved car racing, still does. And so I won him to the Molson Indy when they had the car race in Toronto, downtown Toronto, silver grandstand passes. So it was an excellent prize. Mm -hmm. But on the Saturday, I ended up having to go down to the infield and sumo wrestle someone for the grand prize of lunch with Brett the Hitman Hart. And four people were picked. I somehow missed this. And... And then two people did show up and they just took their passes and never showed up. And I thought, that's smart. I should have done that. <laughs> but I said to myself, I'm the contest queen. I tell people to read the rules, suck it up, buttercup, go wrestle. I got sponged. And uh, so I won, you know, they gave me his, uh, I got an autograph picture, which I gave to someone who's a wrestle fan, but it was 104 degrees. And I'm in this big, stinky, sweaty vinyl suit. And <laughs> It was just, oh. this is how I'm telling people, always read the rules. Don't mm -hmm. skim. Because, yes, it can bite you in the butt or bite you, like, <laughs> knock oh, you over, yeah. literally. 
Yes. And it's like, even something as like minuscule can like get you out of the running, you know, like something as simple as like, you have to make sure to say X within a certain amount of time of your video or like, there's Oh, just. yes. Little things like that. Like there's a radio, there's a television station that if you register with them, they call somebody at eight o'clock in the morning. If you answer with the phrase, the winning phrase, you win the money. If you don't answer or don't answer with the winning phrase, the money goes in the pot for the next person. So some people have won a lot of money mm -hmm. by doing that because wow. they get it right. And none of the other people did. Um, here's a good question. Um, Lori asked, so should people in Alaska contest the sponsor and ask them why Alaska is included? If it seems like a strange, I think, yes, I would say, why not? It never hurts to ask. I, I think if you, you don't, you, you, it's always going to be no, if you don't ask, you know what I mean? Like you have to just, Oh, that's a good, yeah. It's always going to be no, if you don't ask. Right. Yeah. If, in case of something that seems really obvious that there's no reason they should exclude Alaska, you know, you can understand if the price is super heavy, they don't want to ship it or it's expensive the airfare perhaps is prohibitive and not in their budget from those places, but for a check, there yeah. should be no re or gift cards or any of that stuff. Cause it goes in the mail or could be emailed. It doesn't, sometimes they just email you the e-card. Yeah. Like it doesn't, there's no reason or just, yeah. I, I mean, the only yeah, other I would thing, ask. yeah. I mean, the only other thing is like, maybe they have stricter rules around it. Like maybe there's, maybe those States have stricter rules around that. But I mean, Carolyn, I think you would have probably been like, Oh yeah. It's usually New York, <laughs> Rhode Island and Florida that has the tougher rules than um, like, I don't know of any, restrictions around sweepstakes for those two states except for their mm -hmm. obvious distance and yeah. cost for shipping right um yeah i think that's it so this has been very good because that's you know people need to to protect themselves online and be able to look for scams and make sure they always read the rules mm -hmm. and um Oh, here, there's, here's somebody posted a question, comment. Sideshow collectible sweeps has you pay for shipping. I hope this is not a trend that bleeds into other sweeps. Yeah, so what about that? Like, can companies ask you to sh pay for your, the shipping of your prize? That seems kind of suspect to me. I never liked that. I'm like, no, thank you. I don't want it. Yeah, you know, I... I don't know if there's anything that per se like pro prohibits a, a business from doing that, right? Because at that point you won. So I guess it's just a matter of like, how do we facilitate the transfer of the prize? Not that I can think of off off the top of my head. I can't I can't really recall like a a law or statute that's like you cannot do that um, to a to a consumer. Maybe it will require like additional research to to be sure, but um, I can't think of that i mean as a as a policy I, I don't think that that's fair i think that that creates in some ways a barrier to to even receiving the the win i mean i i can and i, I have to think about like the in terms of like the worst case scenario right let's just say you are awarding this as a, a company to somebody that doesn't have the means or the resources to to even float that payment to for shipping and handling like 
you know, that that's gotta be really yeah. awful, right. To, to have to like tell them, okay, well, we can't give you your prize. Um, so I don't know that there is a law that says or prohibits them from doing it, but I don't think that that's the best practice. Yeah. As, especially if you, again, are thinking about what's the worst that can happen, right? That would, to me, would be the worst thing that can happen um, because there's just a lot of fallout, um, a lot of exposure um, from the, you know, in a, a, from a brand perspective that who would sure. want to, yeah, like who would want to see that front page story? Who would want to see that headline? You know, like that's just awful. I don't understand it. So I'm a small business and I give away prizes Mm -hmm. And sometimes I do limit the area because a lot of times if I'm shipping book prizes, I only limit it to Canada and the U.S. Because if I have a winner in the U.K., to just ship the book, oh, it's yeah. going to be 25 to $30. Right. And I'm like, the yeah. book's not even worth $30. The book's yeah. 20 bucks, And it's going to cost <laughs> me one and a half, you know, what is that? Yeah. hundred can I just times the price of the book to ship it? Yeah. At that point, so it's like, like, can I just no. send you a Kindle version of it? Like, can I no, just send you like a digital copy? That. Um, and sometimes I can't do that depending mm -hmm. on the country. So there was one time I gave away Kindle books. I was all excited. I knew this Kindle author. Mm -hmm. I, the book was fantastic. She's a fellow sweeper. She wrote a book about mist, a mystery book, which I love. But the mm -hmm. protagonist is a sweeper. I'm like, okay, that's cool, that's right? That's a perfect book for you. So yeah. I bought it for myself, read it, loved it, said, mm -hmm. okay, I have to give some away because I'm just such a fan. Mm -hmm. And it turns out I couldn't give away Kindle. I could, I could buy them and give them as gifts in the U.S. But for the, anybody else that won, like in Canada... I just had to basically send them a $4 Amazon gift card to go get it themselves because I couldn't send it. Wow. It so weird. That is so weird. It's, yeah, so, so these are the problems you find as a as a business owner. You're like, oh, I must be able to, be able to send a Kindle. Right. No. So then I'd have to mess. I had to message them and say, guess what I discovered? I'll send you a gift card. You buy it yourself. I'm sorry. I can't send you the, the price. And they're like, well, okay. But technically, yeah. I sent them $4. They could do whatever they wanted with it. I oh. would just hope they supported the author. Yeah. But, you know, Me like, too. Sometimes mm -hmm. you run into things that don't make any sense at your end. Mm -mm. Um, oh, see, this Daniel, this is what he said. Most scams require shipping payment and steal your payment info. Wait, can you say that one more time? Yeah. they they Most scams require shipping payment and then they steal your payment info mm -hmm. yes yeah, so no i would never do that i've mm -hmm. had i've had that happen now that you reminded me daniel a long time ago i had won a pendant mm. that was kind of they took like pennies and they made them pendants because we don't have pennies here in canada anymore so they took all these old pennies and they made the pendants and they had something and you could get your year of birth or something like there was a whole tie in. But then I won the contest and I had to pay shipping. And I'm like, no, I don't pay shipping for prices. So no, thank you. And I just I'm like, I don't want it that bad. I'm not giving you my info. I'm not paying for anything. I'm just gonna to me how what it was is mm -hmm. the shipping and handling was their way of covering the cost of the item. So they were selling it. You understand what I'm doing? Yes. So yes. They weren't stealing your info. 
they were trying to sell a ton of these mm -hmm. and the way they were doing it was giving them away and then just making you pay shipping and handling. Mm -hmm. But it would actually cover the cost of the item. So they would actually make money at the end. Oh, so I didn't see it as a scam. I thought they were doing it to move inventory. Yeah. Another, another kind. Well, it's kind of scammy, but it's that just scammy. <laughs> it's skirting the law very mm -hmm. closely. Like you're skirting the law, right? You're kind of coming close to the edge. You're not going over to a full on scam, but you're getting <laughs> kind of close to the edge there. Yeah. The, the value is very interesting. Yeah. Especially depending on what the value is, like it, it would, that would be a red flag. You know, that would be a huge red flag. Cause it's like, then this isn't, this isn't a giveaway. This isn't a contest. Like this is, this is fraudulent. Right. And you know, in that case, you know, there are mechanisms that are available, like reporting it to the FTC or reporting it to the better business bureau, at, at least in the States. Right. Like that. Yeah. I don't really in know Canada, about Canada. Similar. We have the competition bureau, mm -hmm. but you know, and uh, we have in Quebec, they're very strict. If it's open to Quebec, I always tell everybody report to the regie because they don't like this stuff at all. <laughs> Really? Yeah, Tell me so more. If, I think it's the Regide Alcool, which is alcohol, and prizes at De Concours. Mm -hmm. And forgive my French. <laughs> Anybody watching this piece of <laughs> French, don't come at me with hate. You're Believe trying. Till I was two, I was fluent in French, and then I stopped speaking. My mom speaks seven languages. I speak one. I used to be fluent in French, and then I decided I wasn't going to speak French. I was a stubborn little kid. Oh, man. And now I'm like, dang, I should have kept it up. But anyway. Oh. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. Wow. We, so we have the Regie, which may be equivalent to, like, New York or um, uh, Rhode Island or Florida. Now, what about a, reporting to the state attorney general? When would people do that or that's not a thing to do? Well, yeah, there's also, you know, consumer protection um, kind of like bureaus within the or like arms or like departments within um, the attorney general's office. Um, so that's another, you know, thing to do oh, as well. Um, I think what's I'm always thinking about, like, I guess the federal authority. Right. Because the scale of a lot of these um, sweepstakes, at least in, in my world lately, are national in scale. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's almost like. It, do you go to just one when you can go to everyone? And I guess, you know, maybe you can go to the U.S. attorney um, and, and kind of consider that um, route as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, definitely, especially if you're looking at this from a local level, you know, why not? You know, why not call that out and, and make sure that, you know, somebody is paying attention to it at that level? Um, I think that's helpful. Yeah, that's a good idea. So, yeah, also because depending on the size of the company or if you know where they're located, you could report it to that state. Right. That might be an option to say, hey, yeah. this is happening in your state. Maybe what do you do. Yeah. <laughs> Please fix it. Please fix it. Um, and I think we've covered everything. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm so happy. Everyone has to go. I've put it in the description. Please go follow Veronica on Instagram and TikTok. Now, I am biased to TikTok. I'm on TikTok I, I more too. than I am on Instagram. I am but, too. Um, I post I know, way right? more often there. <laughs> I know. It's so fun. And anybody that says it's not for teenagers has not spent any time on TikTok. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, but I've got her handles there. So go check her out because she's a lot of fun. And also... Uh, 
you know what happens is next week you're going to have a question. So then you can message her directly. You can put it on one of her videos or, you know, send her a message and then she can answer it in another video mm -hmm. or a post or something. Mm -hmm. um, and she also has a website. I put her website there because if, you know, we don't, we're not all just sweepers. So if you're, you know, you have a small business or you create content and you're looking at something and you're not sure, you can go to her uh, for her legal advice, you know, because we, we need to, because sometimes we don't know the resources that are available to us as a small business. And it's good to know that um, they don't have to go and, you know, find some lawyer on Wall Street that's going to charge, you know, a thousand dollars an hour. <laughs> You know, with somebody that understands the small business and will help them to get to the next level. Because, yeah, you have to protect yourself. It's a I call it a cost of doing business. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for the, the glowing endorsement, Carolyn. And thank you so much for inviting me. Um, like I said, this is like the magic of the Internet, the power of the Internet, the good that can come out of the Internet. It's just really cool to have connected over something that we both can have a comment and just have a, a really fun conversation. So thank you again for having me. I know because I found her because of a schmozzle of a sweepstakes. <laughs> but that's how it works, right? Something oh, yeah. that goes turns left turned into something uh, right. As right. Say. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, send your questions to her if you come up with something later. And I'm sure, you know, I'll have her back on. And thanks so much for coming. And the. Uh, and I will see you guys on my next live stream.